Welcome to hour number two of the program, Sports Talk with Jim. I want to remind you if I can find this, like I said, a little screwed up today, but I want to remind you to, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, but I also want to remind you to uh, tell a friend to listen. Tell them they can check us out on any of our six different platforms, which are Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, and Overcast, which is iTunes Podcast. Tell a friend about it. Uh, we got a lot of new listeners, a lot of uh, a lot of interaction this past week. I know I haven't been on the website to update it, and that's not going to happen after the show either, considering the computer, the show computer is sitting a uh, hundred miles away from where I'm at so but you know what once I get back to that computer we'll update it keep it updated and tell a friend to visit there click on the listen now button they can check out the show and like I said I want to thank everyone for listening now we're going to talk NFL and a lot of stuff to talk about in the NFL but one thing I want to I want to talk about James Harden James Harden uh, scores 60 in less than three quarters. Harden's averaging 38.9 points per game. And, uh, you know, he, he's he's on pace to win his, his third scoring title. And the only other two people to do that's Jordan and Kevin Durant. And... Harden did this 24 points did it against Atlanta Hawks. He he had 24 shot attempts, which is the fewest in any 60-point game. I mean, look, I said it. I said it before. Harden is the most prolific scorer all time in the NBA. I mean, they, they can't stop him. No matter what you do with him, you can't stop him. He goes to the lane, he draws contact, he shoots threes, and and like I said before, I'm not saying James Harden's a better player than Michael Jordan. For my money, Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time. I didn't get to see Will play. Um, you know, I, I did see Kareem, but didn't see Will, didn't see Bill Russell, but... I mean, I, I see James Harden. Everybody else sees James Harden. I mean, it, 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 you can't stop this guy. And he's averaging 38.9 points per game. And everyone said, and I even said, I don't know how this works with Houston, with Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the same team. Both ball-dominant players. I didn't see it working. And... It's working. I I mean Westbrook. I'm not even. I'm not even sure of Westbrook's numbers at this point. Uh, try to find them for you here. Like I said, don't have my show computer, so everything's a little, little messed up here. But I mean, we'll we'll see if we can find that for you. What Westbrook's averaging? But I mean, what? How does it not work when you've got James Harden? Scoring 60 points, averaging, basically averaging 40 points 
per game. And there's there's no way that it doesn't work. And I mean that's just phenomenal. And like like I said, I mean it it's it, it's unheard of. James Harden's the, the most prolific scorer in, in the NBA of all time for my money. And now, like I said, I don't, I don't want the emails, don't want to hear from you saying that he's not better than Jordan, he's not better than LeBron. I'm not saying he's the greatest player of all time. I, I'm saying he's the most prolific scorer. Now, if I was to start a team right now, I would... Uh, and you had your pick of players to start it with. And MJ, like I said, he's the GOAT. But, I mean, and look at this. I just pulled it up. Westbrook's averaging 21.7 per game. So you, you've got o- almost 40 from Harden. You've got 20 from Westbrook. And that's 60 points per game right there between two players. And, I mean... There's nobody that can stop Harden from getting his 30 a night. I mean, it it just doesn't work. It's not going to happen. James Harden is going to score 30 on you each and every night. Now, the other, and I'll tell you who's impressed me is Luka Doncic. Luka is on fire. He's having a hell of a season this year. And look out, because here he comes. And he's he's going to be in the talk for the MVP. I guarantee it. Uh, so, I don't sleep on Luka, but keep in mind, you got James Harden out there scoring 40 points per night. But one thing James Harden couldn't do, at least the other night against San Antonio, According to the refs, he can't dunk. I mean, Harden dunks this ball. It goes through the net. He dunks it so hard the the net throws the ball back up over the rim. No, the refs say it's not a basket. Now, the refs got this wrong. Definitely got it wrong. The, the Rockets are petitioning the league, uh, protesting the, the league, uh, they, the Rockets want to replay. They either want the NBA to give them the win for the game, because this was in uh, this was in regulation. Harden Harden dunks the ball with uh, almost eight minutes remaining. So it goes on. The Spurs end up winning the game. I believe in in double overtime uh, by a basket. Well, if if this basket, if this dunk from Harden counts, then the Houston Rockets win this game in regulation. Never goes to overtime, and uh, Mike D'Antoni. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you got to do to challenge. There's a thirty second time limit for challenging in basketball you got to challenge a play I, I don't know it's not like football where you throw uh throw the red flag out there I don't, I don't know what in the NBA you have to do to signal you're challenging but uh according to Mike D'Antoni D'Antoni 
he uh you know he he wanted to challenge the uh the ball being out uh let's see you have a 30 second window to challenge a play during the timeout and I I don't know according to D'Antoni he he uh he tried to challenge uh, several different ways the refs told him it couldn't be challenged and then when it, it it came time to challenge the the whether or not it was a basket I guess his 30 second time limit was up um I saw a report where the the refs at the game uh, after the game they reviewed the film of it and said that yes, uh, they missed the call, but and the league has no intentions. League sources have said they have no intentions of overturning this game, giving Houston the win. They're they're not going to let Houston play out the two overtimes that uh, are the last seven and a half minutes or seven eight minutes of the game to. At a later date, like Houston requested, and that's it's not gonna happen. Houston's gonna get the loss. I mean, you gotta take a look at all this. I mean, I understand Houston being upset uh, uh, about about the loss and about the call. I mean, it was a bad call. It is pretty weird to see the ball fly out of the net the way it did, though. I mean. And it was on a breakaway dunk, so let's face it. I mean, James didn't have to throw it down that hard. Uh, but at the same time, it's a dunk. The ball went through the net. That That's what constitutes a basket is the ball goes through the net. The ball went through the net. It was just dunked so hard that the when the net recoiled from the dunk, it threw the ball back out over the rim, and uh, they called they called the ball out of bounds on Houston, I believe. But, I mean, you have the San Antonio Spurs that are 8-14 and 14 on the season. The Rockets 14-7. and seven, And that's the record. That's the record right now with, uh, with that game standing the way it is. And they're... They're not gonna overturn. The, they're not gonna overturn the game. the The, the NBA is not gonna let them replay the game. So, Houston and Harden are just gonna have to take their lumps. Uh, but it's kind of funny that they actually they actually are protesting, wanting to play the the, the last eight minutes of the game. Once again, I'm going to apologize. It's just it, all out of sorts here. Uh, not not my normal domain. But with that being said, we're we're going to uh, we're going to get into the NFL and a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. Like I said, last show I last show I broadcast was the week before. Or the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So you had three games on Thanksgiving. And 
you had uh, Buffalo at Dallas. And so you, you, have, you got Dallas, a 500 team. And, I mean, let's face it, the only reason Dallas is a playoff team, and it, it doesn't, it, it's sad that Dallas is so bad. It's sad that this division is so bad. Now, everyone had a lot of questions about the Bills going into Dallas, and Dallas was a six-and-a-half-point favorite going into that game. And I picked, I picked the Bills to win this game. I mean, I, I picked the Bills to win this game. And Josh Allen and the Bills, they go to Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. And Dallas, another loss. Then Dallas comes back Thursday. And this isn't a normal Thursday game. I mean, they, they played Chicago Thursday. And Chicago played last Thursday on Thanksgiving. And uh, so did Dallas. So it's not like a short week for either one of them. It's 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 not like one team you know one team played on Sunday and they only had three days to prepare and the other team played on the previous Thursday. Both teams had a week. That normally doesn't happen in 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 the NFL season. Going into a Thursday night game, that you have a week to prepare for that Thursday night game, but both teams did. And after after losing to Buffalo, I mean, the, the Bills handed it to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and uh, Jerry Jones goes on the 105.3, the fan, in Dallas there, which is a normal weekly show that he does. Look, Jerry Jones is too involved with the Dallas Cowboys. And I heard I heard reports today on uh, uh, that Jerry Jones is, and the Dallas Cowboys are talking to Urban Meyer. Now, you take a look around the NFL. Well, first, let me get this. Jerry Jones, after the loss to the Bills... Uh, he went on the the fan in Dallas and uh, said, in his opinion, J- Jason Garrett will be coaching in the NFL next year. Now, Jerry Jones, that's that's Jerry Jones has been Jason Garrett's biggest fan, but that's not the praise that we're used to hearing from Jerry Jones for Jason Garrett, and and. Jerry Jones could very easily come out and said, you know what, Jason Garrett will be my coach in the NFL next year. He didn't say that. He he, he said Jason Garrett will coach in the NFL. In his opinion, Jason Garrett will coach in the NFL next year. So that right there kind of tells you that he's not saying he will coach for the Dallas Cowboys next year. And then they come out a week later and they lose to Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears. 31-24, and this game wasn't that close. Wasn't that close at all. And you you go back to, um, you know, everyone in the beginning of the season, I'm the, I'm the same one. I, I mean, I'm the same way I, I said it. And uh, 
you know, I said Dak Prescott bet on himself, trying trying to get that forty million dollar contract, and in the beginning of the year, I I was on the bandwagon. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was on the bandwagon. I thought I thought that Dak Prescott had a hell of a move betting on himself, and he was gonna get paid. I thought Dak Dak Prescott made the right move. At that point, I thought Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett, they they were heading to the Super Bowl. Right now, the Dallas Cowboys are six and seventeen. Six and seventeen. The only the only reason the Dallas Cowboys are still in the playoff talk is because the Philadelphia Eagles are that bad. And the Philadelphia Eagles are I mean, this this is a kind of uh, a race between the two of them to, to see who who can perform worse. I mean the Phil- Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Miami Dolphins last weekend. Thirty seven thirty one. Thirty seven thirty one to the Miami Dolphins. Philadelphia Eagles right now are five and seven. Dallas Cowboys are six and seven. And one of these teams in the NFC NFC is gonna have to go to I would say Dallas. I would say out of the two, Dallas makes the playoffs. So you're going to have Green Bay, Minnesota, New Orleans, Seattle, San Francisco. One of them teams are not going to make the playoffs because the Dallas Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. And one of them teams has got to go to Dallas. Dallas is going to get a home game for one of these teams to come in there and I, I I mean we all know anything can happen in the playoffs. Anything can happen. But I don't see Dallas standing up against us. And if some by some grace of God, the Philadelphia Eagles win the NFC East, and the Philadelphia Eagles just lost to the Miami Dolphins. My Miami Dolphins. And you know what? Let me look at last week's picks. I believe I had the Dolphins. No, I didn't. I I I had the Eagles minus ten. The hell was I thinking? As many times as I bet the Dolphins, as many times as I went with the Dolphins, and oh, I know what I was thinking. I was buying all the hype. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is is a bust. I, I'm just telling you, Carson Wentz is a bust. That you don't have Nick Foles to come in and save you this year. You don't have Nick Foles to come in and win, which Nick Foles is out in Jacksonville. Jacksonville is going back to Minshew Mania because Foles just hasn't got it done in Jacksonville. What is going on with the NFL this year? Tom Brady. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, they, they lose for the second time. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, 10-2. 
are now the second best team in the AFC is Baltimore. And I told you, not a believer in Baltimore, but I, I, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Ravens beat the 49ers 20-17. to And New England loses to Houston 28-22. And that game wasn't close either. That that game wasn't close at all. So, in the Houston Texans, what do you get? I, I mean, again, you're talking about the AFC South. This this division, the AFC South, who knows what you're going to get from week to week in the AFC South. Tom Brady, Tom Brady's frustrated. You've heard all these reports to bring Antonio Brown back. Now, I saw something today that the Patriots are trying to lure... Odell Beckham away from the Browns to join up with Tom Brady. And look, we all expect the same thing. You can't count Tom Brady and the New England Patriots out of it because uh, playoff football is a different brand of football. And Tom Brady always steps up. Always steps up. So nobody nobody is willing to count them out. Nobody's willing to say, you know what, the Patriots, they're done. And I'm not willing to do that either. But these aren't the New England Patriots of, of the past. And another thing I heard on a radio show the other day, a, 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 a different show, I, I heard, you know what, uh, it's Bill Belichick's son, He's involved in the defense, and Belichick's made all his moves to make the defense look better so his son can take it over when he leaves. Look, Bill Belichick is not... I don't think Bill Belichick's that guy. I think Bill Belichick wants to win at all costs. I think Tom Brady wants to win at all costs. I think if Bill Belichick... I've said it before. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady had their chance, had the opportunity, had the approval... Antonio Brown will be playing for the New England Patriots right now because that's what they're missing. I mean, it, you, you you saw on the sideline where Tom Brady is telling his receivers they got to be faster. Well, Tom Brady's not saying you got to run faster. He's saying you, you've got to get to the point faster. You've got to get off the line faster. You, you've got to play better for us to get to the point where we, we want to get to. Like I said, I can't count Tom Brady and the New England Patriots off, out, and I'm not ready to crown Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens as the AFC champions just yet. But you look at the AFC, who's there? And you got Kansas City this weekend. You've got a game, Kansas City at New England. Raiders, they, they got a lot of praise. AFC South, again, you don't know what you get. Houston comes out one week, they lay an egg. The next week they come out, and they look like they're unstoppable. Buffalo, I like Buffalo. And I like Buffalo and Josh Allen. Uh, you got Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, we said when Roethlisberger went down, 8-8 eight and eight season would be a successful season. And I'm telling you what, 
You know what? We'll talk a little Pittsburgh. We'll talk a little Freddie Kitchens when we come back right after these messages. What's up, everybody? Jim here from Sports Talk with Jim. Just wanted to take this time to tell you about some friends of mine. If you're in the North Georgia area and you've got some stuff you got to get rid of, no matter what it is, old furniture, maybe you've got a garage or a barn that just seems to accumulate everything, you don't want to take the time to load that stuff up, haul it away, pay to dump it all by yourself, you know what, give my friends at North Georgia Junk Removal a call. They'll take care of all that stuff for you. Number 678-934-1344. Or you can check them out on the web at www.ngajunkremoval.com. You know what? When you give them a call, tell them you heard it on Sports Talk with Jim. Welcome back to our number two of the program, Sports Talk with Jim. Now, before the break, I, I said I like Buffalo, and I, I do like Buffalo. I mean, New England sitting at 10-2, and two, and like I said, I can't count them out. But Buffalo's right behind them, 9-3. and three. Buffalo's remaining schedule is Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, and New York. Now, they're at Baltimore. The way Baltimore's looked, I mean, you kind of got to give that to... Baltimore, if you're just looking at it on the surface. Now, I, I don't know that I look at it that way. I think Buffalo's defense could give Baltimore trouble. But just looking at the schedule, you give Buffalo two of those games. Two wins, 11-5. and five. You, you look at uh, New England... And you give them two of those games if they lose to New England. So, you know what? You give them two out of three of those games. So, right there, they're 11-4. and four. New England plays Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Miami. So, you give them two of those games, and they're 12-3. and three. And so your week 16 matchup, Buffalo, New England at Buffalo. I mean, the Buffalo Bills could win this division. The Buffalo Bills could walk out uh, as your uh, AFC East champions very easily. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Tom Brady and New England P- Patriots beat. The Kansas City Chiefs this week. And then, like I said, they they play Cincinnati and Miami. And so you'll give them them two wins. Because Miami's at, I mean, New England historically has played terrible in Miami, but... That game, last game of the season, it's in New England. So we'll give them that win. But the Buffalo Bills could win this division. I know. It's unheard of. But they very easily could win this division. Now, you know, I said part of the reason I had to do the show is so I could beat up on... Uh, Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. 
And if you've been listening to the show, you know I enjoy that. I get a kick out of that. I like the fact that Jim Harbaugh's went there. He's lost five times, played five games, and lost all five times to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Like I said, I'm not a Jim Harbaugh fan by any means. And you know what? I hope at this time next year we're here talking about Jim Harbaugh losing for a sixth time to the Ohio State Buckeyes. But another another thing I like to do, and I, th- I think you guys probably already know, you probably already picked up on it, that I like to do it. The Cleveland Browns. I, I mean, it's honestly too easy for the Cleveland Browns. I, I should I should feel bad because it's that easy to beat up on the Cleveland Browns. So going into last week's game, which, by the way, in case you don't know, Pittsburgh won 20-13. Now, we all know what happened Thursday night with Miles Garrett. And Marquise Pouncey came out this week. Marquise Pouncey was right there. Right there through the whole thing. And he came out this week. Of course, Miles Garrett came out and said that uh, Mason Rudolph said a racial slur to him, and that's what set him off. Well, then there was reports that, that, that he didn't tell anybody of his fan, any of his fans that, uh, you know, and, and nobody heard anything of that. And Miles Garrett came out and said, Miles Garrett must have the best legal team in the world because he came out and said that that wasn't something for the public to know. That And when he said that to the NFL in his... Uh, uh, appeal on his suspension he he was guaranteed that wouldn't come out well Marquise Pouncey was there the whole time and Marquise Pouncey came out Marquise Pouncey's been for the Pittsburgh center for the Pittsburgh Steelers been suspended for the last two games so but he comes out and he says that it's a complete lie. So whatever's going on with Miles Garrett, it, I mean, like we talked last week, it, it just doesn't bode well for Miles Garrett. And he's starting to get that reputation uh, that as an NFL player you don't want. He, he, he's going down that path of uh, Vontez Perfect. And you don't want that. And like we talked last week, I mean, uh, I believe it's Jimmy and D. Haslam that are the owners of the Browns. I, I might have his name wrong. I know I got her name right. But they issued an apology to Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the NFL saying that they don't condone this. Well, the very next week, D. Haslam's seen wearing a beanie with Miles Garrett Miles Garrett's number on it. Now this is after he told the NFL that 
there was a racial slur, and that's what set him off. That's what caused him to hit Mason Rudolph in the head, pull his helmet off, and hit him over the head with his own helmet. Now, again, this is the first time it's reported. So you, you see her wearing that in support a week ago. So then, leading up to Sunday's game, Cleveland going to Pittsburgh. And I already told you, I think this game was was flexed to the 1 o'clock game to keep fans from being out there tailgating all day to keep the ruckus down in the in the stadium. My son was at the game. He actually said it wasn't terrible. wasn't too bad. Fans from both sides conducted themselves decently. But leading up, up to this game, Freddie Kitchens is seen, and he's wearing a T-shirt that was printed that said Pittsburgh started it. Uh, evidently, with your, I, I gotta say it again, twenty to thirteen loss to Pittsburgh, Freddie Kitchens, Pittsburgh finished it too. You lost to a practice squad quarterback in Devlin Hodges. Now I've said it, I, I I've said it several times this season. I think Devlin Hodges looks more comfortable than Mason Rudolph. But at the same time, he's a practice squad quarterback. Start of the season, he 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 was the fourth string quarterback. He had Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, Josh Dobbs, and then Devlin Hodges on the practice squad. Now Freddie Kitchen says that this was a gift from his daughter. That's what the, the reason he had it on. You're a coach in the NFL. I, and this is the whole problem with this team. There's no discipline. I mean, it, it's... Todd Haley came out and said it. It all starts at the top, and this is proof that it all starts at the top. I mean, Freddie Kitchens later came out and said he, he knows Mike Tomlin. Uh, of course, if the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, got momentum or incentive to win the game because that shard he regrets it but he knows Mike Tomlin and he don't think that's where it come from but it, that doesn't matter you're a coach in the NFL you have to conduct yourself better you're a coach in the NFL that uh, two weeks earlier your a player on your team went off the deep end when he went off the deep end, you had players on the sideline applauding what he was doing, going crazy over what he was doing, and this is a complete reflection of you. So what do you do two weeks later? You get seen wearing a T-shirt saying Pittsburgh started it. Is there any question that anybody would see Mike Tomlin wearing a T-shirt saying Cleveland started it? You're, you're 
a head coach in the NFL, there, you have to conduct yourself better. You have to conduct yourself better than what you're doing, Freddie Kitchens. You want to know what's wrong with your football team, and I agree with Todd Haley. It all starts at the top, and when you do things like this, you are at the top of that mountain. You are the one that it starts with. And when you do things like this, like wearing that simple T-shirt, gift or no gift, it's a reflection of you. And with you wearing that T-shirt, it where you've denied that Todd Haley knows what he's talking about, and that's not the way you coach, that's not the way you teach, but then you turn around and you wear this T-shirt, It kind of all goes back to you, Freddie Kitchens. And Freddie Kitchens is going to be out of a job. He's not going to stay in, in Cleveland. There's no way they keep Freddie Kitchens through this whole debacle that's been this season. Now, like I've said before, I was in Ohio. I heard the Cleveland radio stations in the preseason when their fans went crazy when they won their, I believe it was their first preseason game. And the fans went crazy there in First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. They were playing that and saying this is what it's going to sound like when we win the AFC Championship. Look, like I told you, I told you before the season started, the Cleveland Browns would not make the playoffs. Now, when the Pittsburgh Steelers lost Ben Roethlisberger, that increased their chances to make the playoffs. That increased their chances to be there. Didn't make them better. Just took one of their biggest opponents away. Well, how'd that work? You just got beat by a fourth-string quarterback. On a Sunday, after you were seen... Wearing a t-shirt that says Pittsburgh started. Well, Pittsburgh finished it. Pittsburgh very well this weekend could have finished Freddie Kitchen's tenure as head coach for the Cleveland Browns. And with that being said, I'll tell you this. We're talking about head coaches. Ron Rivera was just released by the Carolina Panthers this past week. Ron Rivera is not a bad head coach, and Ron Rivera could end up in Cleveland. Jason Garrett, it looks like after the season, he could very well be out of Dallas. He could be gone. Going back to Ron Rivera, what does this mean for Cam Newton? Ron Rivera leaves. Ron Rivera is gone. And owner David Tepper, he he wants his guy in there. He also wants his guy at quarterback. Kim Newton is more than likely done at Carolina. Where Kim Newton ends up, I don't know. I mean, there's been there's been talks. Uh, bring him up to Chicago. Is Kim Newton an answer for Chicago? I don't think so. And is Cam Newton better than Mitch Trubisky? If you had asked me Wednesday, I'd say yes. 
Actually, still say yes, but where does Cam Newton go? Do you take Cam Newton out in Los Angeles if Philip Rivers is actually done with the Chargers? Do you bring Cam Newton in just for a name, try to get some of that attention in that stadium you're getting ready to share with the Rams? Because right now the Chargers, the Chargers were a big deal in San Diego. They're they're like the stepchild in Los Angeles. But either way, I don't see Cam Newton staying in Carolina. Ron Rivera's gone in Carolina. I think Cam Newton's gone in Carolina. So you go back to the coaching. You got Freddie Kitchens, who I think will be out of a job after the season. You got Jason Garrett. By every means that you hear Jerry Jones talk, every time you hear Jerry Jones talk and you see the performance on the field from the Dallas Cowboys, you got to believe that Jason Garrett is done in Dallas. And I had heard reports today that the Dallas Cowboys have reached out to Urban Meyer. If you're an Urban Meyer, you don't want to go coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones is too involved. These college head coaches are in charge of everything. Urban Meyer is not going to go to a spot where you've got the owner of the team in Jerry Jones in your business. Everything you do, he's not going to go there. Talking head coaches, USC announced Clay Helton as a stay on is the head coach of USC. What does that tell you? After finding your athletic director, bringing in a new one, what that tells me is Urban Meyer wasn't interested. James Franklin wasn't interested. Who James Franklin just signed an extension with Penn State. That tells me USC couldn't find a head coach. Now, somebody's going to jump on the job in Dallas. Somebody's definitely going to jump on the job in Dallas. And who knows, it could end up being Ron Rivera. But where would you rather coach? Would you rather coach, I mean, if I'm an Urban Meyer, would I rather coach for the Cleveland Browns? And don't forget, Urban Meyer's from that area. But would I would, would you rather coach for the Cleveland Browns or would you rather coach for... Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, more than likely, with the Cleveland Browns, you have, I can't say free reign, but you have more reign, definitely more reign than you do in Dallas. I mean, Jerry Jones is going to be all up in your business. Urban Meyer, I don't see Urban Meyer taking the position in Dallas. I see USC staying with Clay Helton because... They couldn't get who they wanted. Carolina, I'm not sure who they go after with this. And like I said, I think Freddie Kitchens is out of a job at the end of the season. So there's going to be some head coaching jobs open. But I got in this whole head coaching thing because I wanted to point out one thing to you. You know what? Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. He's one win away from not having a losing season again this year. Mike Tomlin lost during the offseason. His number one running back and his number one wide receiver. Halfway through the second game, or halfway through the, the 
second game of the season, Mike Tomlin lost his starting quarterback. This year in Pittsburgh, if you ask me, Mike Tomlin has done the best job in his coaching career. And this is a man that has never had a losing season. 12 years is coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's never had a losing season. But with all the injuries and everything, Mike Tomlin has got his team in right now. If the season ended right now, Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers go to the NFL playoffs. They go to the AFC playoffs as a wild card, the number six wild card in the team. Mike Tomlin has no weapons. You lost your starting quarterback, lost your number one receiver, number one running back. You lost them before the season started. When the season started, you lost your starting quarterback, your number one running back in James Conner, and your number one receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster. Right now you're sitting at 7-5, and you are the sixth seed for the AFC playoffs. And you're playing Arizona this week with Devlin Hodges, who again will start for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Duck Hodges. I think he's 3-0 in the NFL. Going out to Arizona trying to make it 4-0. Now one more thing I want to talk about on... uh, in the NFL, before we take a break and come back and go into my picks, is Josh Shaw's suspension for gambling on the NFL. Josh Shaw, Arizona Cardinals, uh, injured reserve. It's to be said that he placed a bet, uh, parlay, and the Cardinals were included in it. And from what I've heard, Josh Shaw, when uh, when you go to places like this and you've got money and all that, they, they give you a... Um, can't think of what it's called, but anyhow, you go sign your name and all this, and they front you the money. You don't have to put cash down. It's not like me or you going where you have to put cash down. Oh, I can't think of the name of it. But at the same time, he goes in, and on this application for this, he puts that he's an NFL player. Then he... he gets involved, he lays down a parlay involving a parlay bet which involves more than one team. So it, it can't be said that this was I and the NFL's already said there's no there's no evidence of inside information or anything like that as far as the Arizona Cardinals game, but because it was a parlay bet with several teams involved it no, no games were originally affected. But you can't bet on the NFL. Does Shaw not know who Pete Rose is? And Pete Rose banned from uh, baseball for life. Now, while I, I don't agree with Pete Rose not being in the Hall of Fame of baseball, you still have to ban him. And Josh Shaw's in the same boat. I mean, right now he's suspended indefinitely. He's definitely suspended for the 2020 season. But Josh Shaw cannot play in the NFL again. Plain and simple. 
There's no way Josh Shaw can play in the NFL again. What happens if you put Josh Shaw out on the field and he's got an interception and he doesn't catch it, he drops it, he misses it? Now, he didn't do it intentionally, but everyone that bet on that game is going to say he did it intentionally because he's already been busted for gambling on the NFL. Josh Shaw is done. His NFL career is done over a stupid bet. Got to be smarter than this. These these guys, they get in the league, they make all this money, and it still amazes me at their intelligence level. That being said, we're going to take a break. After these messages, we'll come back. I'll give you my picks for the week, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to the program. We're going to go through this real quick, trying to wrap this up with... uh, Within the two-hour time frame, instead of dragging it on into two and a half to three hours. So, uh, like I said, I already lost the Dallas game. I had Dallas given three. Chicago kicked their ass. So, we're going to go with my picks for Sunday. First game on the docket is Carolina Panthers, 5-7 and seven at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta's favored by three and a half. And you know what? I'm going to go with the Falcons laying the three and a half in that game with Ron Rivera being uh, let go this week. And you still have Kyle Allen at quarterback. I think Atlanta wins this game. Uh, Next game on the list, probably the best game on, uh, on the weekend. One of the best games on the weekend. You got the Baltimore Ravens at the Buffalo Bills. The Ravens visiting are favored by six. And you know what? Like I said, I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm I'm going to take the Bills with the six points. Then you've got the Andy Dalton-led one win, 11 loss Cincinnati Bengals going to the Cleveland Browns. Browns are favored by seven. Andy Dalton will start this game just like he did in the last game when they got their first win. And call me crazy, but I'm going to take the Bengals plus the seven points in this game. Next game, Washington Redskins at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay uh, favored by 12.5. Listen, the, the Redskins right now are on a winning streak. Redskins are on fire. That all ends this weekend as I take the Packers laying the 12 and a half. The Detroit Lions, and one thing I did want to talk about this this week, and I didn't get to it, but the Detroit Lions, one thing I did see on Thanksgiving and uh, was David Blaw from Purdue. And he beat my Ohio State Buckeyes a year or two ago, uh, knocking them out of the college football playoffs. But David Blaw, 22 for 38, two, uh, um, had a 75-yard touchdown. I mean, he looked very impressive in that game. Big fan of David Blaw. But the Lions are going into Minnesota. Minnesota suffering that loss Monday night against Seattle. Again, Russell Wilson coming out, but Minnesota's favored by 13. I cannot 
cannot lay 13 in that game. I think Minnesota wins the game, but I'm going to take the Lions with the 13 points. San Francisco 49ers, again, this is the toughest part of their schedule. And after losing to the Baltimore Ravens, they've got to go face Drew Brees and New Orleans Saints. And the Saints are favored by two and a half. I said it all along. The Saints are my Super Bowl pick. I've said it from the beginning of the season. And I think the Saints win this one. I'm going to take New Orleans Saints laying the two and a half points against the San Francisco 49ers. Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Jets favored by five. I've bet the Dolphins several times. I should have bet them last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm definitely taking them with uh, with five points against the hapless New York Jets. I don't know how the Jets are favored five by five in this one, but I'm going to take the Dolphins. Both teams, uh, Jets four and eight, Dolphins sitting at three and nine. I'm taking the Dolphins in this one with the five points. Next game on the list is the Indianapolis Colts uh, uh, visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is favored by three. I'm going to take the Colts and the three points in this one. I think the Colts are the better team. But, again, who knows what you're going to get with Tampa Bay. Next game, you've got the 4-8 Denver Broncos against Houston Texans. Again, the Houston Texans in the AFC South. Uh, Texans favored by nine. I don't like the AFC South. I I've already told you what I think about them, but the Broncos are that bad, so I'm going to take the Texans in nine. Gardner mentioned next game: the San Diego Chargers going to face Philip Rivers and San Diego Chargers at four and eight, going to face the four and eight Jacksonville Jaguars with Gardner Minshew back at quarterback. Uh, and this is a toss-up, and the Chargers are favored by three and a half. I got to take the Chargers, lay the three and a half. Uh, just not good down there in Jacksonville. And just think, it was uh, Jacksonville almost made the Super Bowl. So I mean, think about that for a minute. Now, next game on the list, Tennessee Titans at the Oakland Raiders. John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders, they they thought, I mean, they were getting a lot of hype that they were going somewhere. Well, it turns out the Raiders are still the Raiders. Tennessee favored by two and a half on this one. Like I told you, I didn't like Tennessee with Marcus Mariota at quarterback. Tennessee looks like a completely different team with Ryan Tannehill. So I'm going to take... Tennessee Titans laying the two and a half. Next game, this is another big game on the on the weekend. You got the Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots. Patriots lost. Patriots never lose back to back, and the Patriots don't lose at home. New England's favored by three points in this game. I don't like what I see with New England. I don't like that Tom Brady's so frustrated. I don't like that offense. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs in Foxborough. Next game, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Arizona Cardinals. I don't know about this game. I mean, Steelers are 7-5, but they struggled tremendously on offense. The Cardinals are 3-8-1. Like I said, Kyler Murray surprised me. I told you at the beginning of the season that two things I'll probably never do is bet uh, on Kyler Murray and bet against Pittsburgh. 
uh, since then I did take the Cardinals with the spread in a game, but I still haven't bet, bet against Pittsburgh, and I'm not going to this week. I'll take Pittsburgh uh, laying the two points away at the Arizona Cardinals. Next game, Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. The Seahawks, this is even. I don't see how this is even. Uh, Seahawks 10-2, and two, the Rams are 7-5. and five. The Rams have definitely fell off this uh, this year. And the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, and like I said, I, I can't. I'm not on the Lamar Jackson bandwagon, but... At the same time, Russell Wilson is probably second in the MVP race right now, but there's no way he doesn't get over Jared Goff and uh, what's going on there in Los Angeles with the Rams. Last game is Monday night game. New York Giants, Eli Manning will start 2-10 and ten New York Giants against the 5-7 and seven Philadelphia Eagles. Now the Giants are a bad team. We all know they're a bad team. You've got Eli Manning coming up. Philadelphia's favored by nine and a half. But what did I say earlier? It's like a hold my beer contest between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants to see who can not make the playoffs the best, who can look the worst. And since Dallas lost to Chicago, that's pretty bad. I think Philadelphia tops it in this game. By losing to the Giants, I think Eli Manning comes back, gets the win outright, but the line's going to give me nine and a half in New York, so I'm going to take New York Giants and and the nine and a half points. Once again, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone, all the new listeners out there for checking in on Facebook and checking out the podcast. I, I do encourage everyone to... You know what? Tell a friend. Tell a friend about the podcast. Tell them that they can listen to us. They can visit our website at, at www.sportstalkwithjim. They can click on the Listen Now button. That will take them to one of our six different platforms you can listen to us on. Uh, and them platforms are Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, and Overcast, which is iTunes Podcast. Uh, also, like I said, the website. Uh, once I get, once I get back home and I can get on the website and update it, it'll be back up to date. I'll try to keep you posted on Facebook, and we'll uh, we've been tweeting it here a little bit lately, so we'll try to keep that up. But once again, I want to thank everyone for listening. Look for another show, probably Thursday night going into the weekend. We're gonna to try to do a Wednesday or Thursday show, and then do another one on next Saturday. But with that being said, you know what? Enjoy the championship Saturday. Enjoy your NFL on Sunday. And we'll talk to you again next week. See you.